great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of rams brothers i'm your host dean and i'm joined as always by my brother and the other great host of this show nick and nick still the off season we got the nfc and afc championships coming up this weekend but for right now, for the purposes of this episode, we're talking salary cap, less need, the front office, and some adjustments that we should expect. But first and most importantly, how are you, my good brother? I'm good, man. And I'm talking myself into betting on the Lions already. That's that. That's where I am at this point of the week in the AFC, NFC playoff picture. As far as the cap goes, I'm excited to get started. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going full speed Lions. You're going 100% Jared Goff. Even though yeah, I'm, I'm Ryan, I, I don't care about the points. I think that they actually have like a legit shot. It feels, you know, what it feels like. Somebody said this to me, and I was like, "Oh wow, it does feel like that." It feels like the Cubs run in like whatever year that was. was? Yeah, yeah, like 20, 2014, I want to say. Yeah, something no. like that. Yeah, around there when they won, and it was kind of like a big deal that they kept rising. That's what this feels like because it's like even if you're not a Detroit fan, people are just like, "Oh wow." How about the Lions, you know? It's definitely going to be really exciting. I think everybody is going to be rooting for the Lions, but, I mean, that are, that are Rams fans. But I don't know. Maybe there's some controversy from, you know, the yeah. the wild card round and everything that happened with Matthew Stafford and Tyler Higby and Kirby Smart and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Or Kirby Joseph, rather. So the salary cap is really interesting, right? Like, I, I think that um, the way that it's going to be broken down in this offseason, we'll get to your picks later on, um, is is interesting because you're looking at the three weight-bearing walls and you're thinking to yourself, are restructures on the table? Can we get into extensions? Who else can we look at? Are we looking at some other unrestricted free agents that we could bring in if they're the appropriate price and can fit under the cap? So we're really just kind of laying out some hypotheticals for you guys today. Just wanted to kind of look at you know some of the details in terms of if you restructure this player, this is how much money you'll have. Here are some of the, the free agents that we can work with. Here are some of the unrestricted free agents that we have. Uh, for the Rams that we could potentially re-sign. So this is what we're looking at to start. So Matthew Stafford is 19.78% of the total salary cap. Your three weight-bearing walls are in total 45% of your salary cap as of right now in 2024. Aaron Donald's 13.6% of your salary cap and Cooper Cup is 11.9. So all in, 45% of your 2024 salary cap is based on these three players. So as you kind of look at it holistically, you can kind of see, you know, unrestricted versus restricted free agents that the Rams have right now. The team's total cap space in 2024 per over the cap, $27,699,574. There are creative ways. Everybody knows that you could adjust the cap. Less need can manipulate some things. You know, being so far over the cap, we know in recent years with the Rams is a little bit of a myth because they find ways to make late adjustments. They find ways to restructure contracts and convert them into bonuses or they figure out ways to extend players and push those, those dollars into later years. But like what we're looking at with unrestricted versus restricted free agents and the current dead cap, 
seven hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars in twenty twenty-four dead cap as it stands right now. The Rams last year were at seventy-five million total in dead cap, carrying that around in their back pockets. But right now, it's just Logan Bruss and Robert Rochelle that are under the current dead cap. So, all things to kind of keep in mind as we're working through this little exercise. Yeah, I mean. It's crazy because I think a lot of people fall into the camp of uh, Andon Bean, who is the uh, Bills GM, who think who is like, well, we have to make sure that we don't follow what the Rams did because you know we don't want to be in a season where we have all this like you know we're like well over the cap and now we are com- completely shot ourselves in the foot. And the turnaround from the Super Bowl season has been. I mean, amazing. The, the Bills went one game further than we did this year, and they're talking about how ours is a replica that shouldn't be replicated. Uh, I mean, I think it's just funny now because you look at where the Rams are currently, and I think they have just as good of odds, if not slightly better, to make it to the big dance than Buffalo right now. Oh, like next year, for sure. Absolutely. 100%. And it's, it's reasons – because like you have somebody like Les Need, you have people in the building that know how to get out of contracts, right? You know kind of when to cut your losses. Jalen Ramsey is a really good example of when they were able to do that, right? Because you can move on, you have to take on the dead cap, but then you have to kind of be able to reposition, repivot, and find some cheaper free agents to fill out that secondary. And that's just one example of what Les Need was able to do across the table. But in terms of potential moves, we were looking at just the total cap dollars. If you're looking at restructures, Matthew Stafford, you want to restructure him, you save $19.86 million towards your 2024 cap. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, you would restructure him, you'd add $12.52 million towards your 2024 cap. Noteboom could be a candidate as well. If you were to move on from him after 6-1, I believe the Rams only take on $5 million in dead money this year and then $10 million next, but he could be a candidate to restructure, so you don't have to continue to take on dead money. You're talking... The Rams from 27.6 million to 69 million total. If you just make those three adjustments in terms of restructures, that's not definitive. It's just hypothetical. If this happens, then this could happen. And in terms of resign and priority, Kevin Dotson has to be at the top of the list. When you're looking at like what is he valued in the open market per year? 12 to 14 million in that range per year. It's a ton of money for a right that's guard. A so that's a lot. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's so much that that uh, the producer put a little uh, Kevin from Home Alone <laughs> emoji next to it. Because, <laughs> like, are you going to be able to – because you're looking at, you know, in this offseason, can you find somebody in your secondary for somewhere along that cost? It's yeah. expensive, but that's a good – that's a quality player at that cost. Your edge rushers, you know, if you don't go with a Brian Burns or a Josh Allen, you know, maybe you look in that second tier – you know, in terms of a Zadarius Smith or a Bryce Huff or a Chase Young, those guys are more within that ballpark in terms of contracts and overall value. So Kevin Dotson at 12 to 14 million in that range is going to be really expensive and it's going to be tough to sustain um, in the open market if you're going to pay that much money. So here yeah. are some other free agents too that we're looking at um, when we're looking kind of like if, if you want to bring back Kevin Dotson, that's great. It's going to be a big chunk of the salary cap. But then there's also some other free agents like we just talked about with edge rushers that you could kind of fulfill that that need in a different way. You don't have to pay all the money in the world for a Josh Allen or a Brian Burns. 
Look at the estimations for Burns and Josh Allen, 21 to 25 million per year. Josh Allen's coming off of the best year of his career. He's estimated at 23 to 25 million per year. So yeah, those are all, it's realistic. Like be logical for a second and think to yourself, are we going to pay all this money for this type of player if you're not able to extend it out over a five, six year period? It's difficult to fit within under the cap. Yeah, and I think there are some glaring holes in the team right now. I mean, edge, absolutely, um, and then secondary, but also a kicker. And right here, Greg the Leg, unrestricted free agent next year. <laughs> Bringing back Greg Zerline is a real possibility for this team. Uh, I it, it is funny because it actually reminds me of something that happened to you and I, Dean. Uh, th- this was probably circa 2000 and zero. Um, Dean found a $50 bill on the floor at Toys R Us. And I remember he was like, oh my God, we can buy whatever we want. Like, let, let's buy a video game. And I was like, why don't we, why don't we get a bunch of different toys and, you know, scatter, scatter, you know, stretch our $50. Um, and that's kind of where they are right now. I, it's a great situation because you can get the, the Super Mario 64 for 50 bucks in Brian Burns and like love it forever and have it for a five year period. Or you can, you know, you, you can really stretch your dollar and, and fill on like a lot of more holes, but exactly. somebody like Brian Burns is, is, is worth making that big chunk in my opinion or Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, it's, I totally agree with you. And just based on needs and performance of the defense and personnel, like a lot of this is dependent on if Raheem Morris stays or leaves, if he stays within the building, you're just kind of a plug and play a couple of players away in your secondary and along your defensive line from kind of being the same type of defense with the same type of personnel and same type of scheme, just be able to make some adjustments better that personnel and be able to rush the passer in a more efficient way. And then like, also like, like you talked about some other games in this example or some other players that you could fit, you know, if you want to resign Kevin Dotson, then yeah, definitely chase young, Zadarius Smith, Bryce Huff, those kind of players are going to be much more in your ballpark. And then in terms of secondary, you're kind of within this, the same mindset of like a Jalen Johnson, a Legereus Sneed, a Kendall Fuller. Those guys are going to be really expensive. You're going to probably have to focus on value in the secondary for this offseason. And you're also going to have to address it earlier on in the draft. Like we talked about, it, it might be completely different this time next week if Raheem Morris goes and gets hired for the Washington Commanders or he goes and takes the Atlanta Falcons job. But it seems like that's going to go to Bill Belichick. So maybe there's only one other open spot with the Commanders. So if everything stays put, then you should really just be looking to potentially bring in maybe one, two of these players and lock up every single level of your defense, the defensive line, the second level, and then the third level in the secondary. And then Greg, bring in Greg the leg. Why not? Yeah. Adding pieces. Then even fourth level, it's like Carson Wentz, really, you, you know, like somebody like to keep him on the team. So you don't have to worry about, um, you know, an older staffer getting hurt and being completely up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Yeah, you could definitely do it. You have to, right? You have to yeah. have a back quarterback this season. You just don't know what his market is going to dictate. If he right. had to take another one-year deal, you know, there's also other older free agent quarterbacks that are going to be unrestricted this offseason that you could look at at Joe Flacco. You know, those right. kind of- Right. Or uh, Andy Dalton, I think, is, is a free agent as well. Not that I want sure. to bring him in, but just no, but it's an example. Yeah. And then some other uh, offensive free agents. Like we were talking about players like Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr. as the X receiver opposite of, of Tutu Atwell or in rotation with Tutu Atwell. But those guys are all going to be extremely costly this year. 
in the $20 million per range per year, like those guys are kind of out of the conversation. Unless dramatic accounts of amounts of cap space are cleared up, I think the edge is going to be much more of a focus in terms of free agency. But the one-year rental approach, I thought, worked really well with Demarcus Robinson. Like you could either re-sign him to another cheap deal, deal if he's willing to take it, or you could look at some other ex-receivers that are kind of under the radar and can be found in this upcoming draft. Maybe a similar process in terms of what you're thinking with the secondary um, and how to fill some of those needs. But is anyone still interested in Odell Beckham Jr.? Like he's not going to be looking for a long-term contract. He couldn't get one with Baltimore's unrestricted free agent again this season. Would you bring him in for a one-year deal? I mean, I guess it depends on if if uh, D Rob kind of resigns or not. I thought he was great it last does. year. Like yeah. I, you know, I and and I think post uh, post injury from the Super Bowl, we haven't really seen Odell be the Odell that that he used to be. So despite how great he played in that Rams game when we saw them in Baltimore, like Jesus, it oh, flashes yeah. of greatness is breaking down our secondary. Rocking the the um, the Crenshaw Mall Rams shirt as well. <laughs> He's the best. I wouldn't mind bringing him in on another one-year deal, but the problem is like the cost of renting a Demarcus Robinson type player versus renting an Odell Beckham Jr. is yeah. different. Like it's an extra four or five million dollars. Yeah, you got to convert his money into cryptocurrency. It's a whole bit. <laughs> so true. And then some other stuff in case you guys are interested. Les Snead has been pretty vocal about the efficient linebacker play and the importance of it in the playoffs. Look at some of the linebacker play with a team like Baltimore, right? A Roquan Smith and a Patrick Queen, who, oh, by the way, is an unrestricted free agent. Mm -hmm. But like, look who's still standing. Like extending Ernest Jones may make a ton of sense, as it does extending Aaron Donald. And the draft class, when you talk about the Rams' total 2024 salary cap, Always something that you have to consider is that the draft class this year is going to be a little bit more expensive. You have the first and second round picks in there. So it's likely going to be between anywhere from 10 to $12 million. So when you say the Rams have X amount of cap space, unfortunately, you have to add the draft class on top of it. But three to four restructures and or extensions would unlikely unlock a ton of cap space without having to take on any dead money as they carried around 75 million in 2023 as of last year, as we mentioned, but this, this year they're under a million dollars. So you're thinking to yourself, we don't have to cut ties with Brian Allen. We don't have to cut ties with Joe Noboom. It's good to have those people in the building, especially if you're going to lose a Kevin Dotson. Um, you know, you kind of want to keep some continuity within the offensive line and avoid any kind of dead cap situations when it makes sense. So I really, I mean, like, the huge difference from this year and last year was, I think, was the the upstanding offensive line play. It allows Kyron to get going. Um, Stafford can stay up and, you know, not get injured and knocked out of like half the season. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's really – and the last year we were we lost another pillar who was a pillar in Andrew Whitworth. So it was like adjusting with that and so many injuries and whatnot. And that's that's why – when somebody said this, this Lions team kind of looks like an alternate reality where the Rams had kept Goff and built the offensive line like strong around him. That's why I see a lot of similarities in that team with us and also no, Josh Reynolds. Absolutely, still, Ben Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, I I want to keep as many of those guys as we possibly can. I think that should be a top priority. Yeah, I mean, you have to be able to figure out a way to keep Alaric Jackson, right? So as a restricted free agent, this is what happens with undrafted players. Like going into their fourth year, you know, if somebody's going to offer, 
you know, a, a big contract to Alaric Jackson, the Rams have the opportunity to match it. And I, I think that they would, but it depends on what the contract looks like. They might first round, second round tender them. So all things to kind of keep in mind with how to navigate with an unrestricted or with a restricted free agent rather. And then guys like, you know, some of the under the radar players like Michael Hoyt, you know, you're obviously going to take a second look at Akella Witherspoon. Troy Reader seems to be able to just jump on the practice squad at any point in any season. Um, and then John Johnson and Jordan Fuller, like the Rams never pay their safeties. The last time they paid a safety was, I think, 2017 in LaMarcus Joyner, and it just went tragically bad. Um, so John Johnson being a rental, Jordan Fuller was in the last year of his contract. He's probably going to command some dollars in the open market. So like, it just gives you a really good visual, I feel like, of some of the pieces that are going to be moving. Teams are never the same from one year to the next, but you have to be able to kind of replicate some of that methodology to where you could add cheap players, but also this is the opportunity to where you could add one or two massive pieces that can yep. take you far over the top through the NFC Championship and back into the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's kind of where we're getting at. Your team right now is absolutely built to win in division. They went five and one. Uh, but I think if you want to like legitimately win the division, you have to bring in, if, you know, if Brock Purdy continues to be the 49ers quarterback, you have to bring in somebody that's going to be able to bring pressure to him because that's how you, that's absolutely. how you beat him. Yep. And that's why somebody like uh, Brian Burns, Josh Allen is so shiny. Yep. And how about some suggestions from the fans? Because we passed oh, yeah. it along. We passed it back to the fans. We were like, what are we thinking, guys? What do you guys want to see Les need do? Are any of these moves going to be crazy enough for your liking? Or do you just kind of want to see them sit, play a little bit safe, and then sign a couple of players like you mentioned? So this is the, the first one that we got from Jason. Jason at Freedom Crib says, they should extend Donald since he's in the last year of his contract, lowering his cap hit restructuring both Cup and Stafford, re-sign their own uh, O-line free agents first, spending remain remaining money on best OLB slash CB available. I mean, it, that's great in concept, right? There's no guarantee. I think they tried to restructure Stafford already, and he was like, no. Like, yeah. like yeah. I'm not going to do that. You paid me this money. LA is expensive. And it was after the Super Bowl win. So maybe now, after two seasons, you can kind of come back to the table. I think, and yeah, I think you can. Yeah, I think yeah. you definitely could. I mean, yeah, but I, I think when I when I saw that tweet, I was thinking to myself, this is kind of like the basis of the episode. Like we obviously want to bring in outside linebacker help. You want to be able to rush the passer. We have to pay the up guys on the offensive line to keep continuity, and it's a big priority that Lesky mentioned in the offseason. And then some of the other things like extending Aaron Donald and extending Ernest Jones before the last year of his contract. Those are all things that take cap out of 2024 and push them to five, six, and seven. And it gives you a much better opportunity and more cap space to play with without having to take on massive restructures like a Cooper cup or a Matthew Stafford. So that's the other, if Matthew Stafford doesn't want to restructure his contract, there's probably four or five other ways for the Rams to be able to create some more cap space. So yeah, we got another wonder, one from, from Sly. Oh, yeah, no, just, just add on that for, for, for one more thing before I read this next one. I wonder how much longer we have with Aaron Donald in horns. That's why I want to extend him. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's the max extension, like three years, probably, probably three, four years, you would think. Yeah. Can he do it? Can he can he keep it going that long? I hope I so. Know. I hope so. So difficult, that position. All right. Sly at Think Blue 47 says, first, God, take care of Dotson. 100. Agree. Second, try and bring back Wentz. I love that as well. And with 
whatever is left, try and pick up edge sass outside linebacker. Doesn't have to be Brian or, or Burns or Allen. Maybe Bryce Huff or uh, Chasen. What's that guy's name? K. Levon Chasen. K. Levon. Something like that. So yeah. Levon K. Levon. <laughs> That's another great, great suggestion. And right along the lines of the way that we built this episode. We got one more. Chauncey. Dean, why don't you take this one? Chauncey. Big chance. 64. Big hugs. Big chance. Hmm. Keep Dotson. Extend Jones. And sign a big pass rusher. If they restructure Staff Cup and somebody else, maybe grow up. Maybe a grow up, grown up corner or just a decent backup and kicker. So, yeah. Kicker. I mean, like, we need the kicker. I'm glad somebody brought up the kicker. That kicker yeah. is Greg the Leg. I'm not looking at anybody else. Greg, we're putting you on a first class flight from New York straight to Los Angeles. Get that, back in the building. We need you kicking field goals for the next three years for the Rams. Then we would have two players that played on the St. Louis Rams in <laughs> in, in new modern horns. Because yep. right now it's just, uh, it's just Aaron Donald. Yep, that would be awesome. Oh, also Rob Havenstein. Oh, my God. Yeah, three. And, and three. Higgs, but Higgs is going to be out in the beginning of this year, right? Oh, my God. Right. Hig- yeah, he must have. Yeah. Higby's, yeah. Well, Higby's uh, yeah, he was in Jared Goff's draft class, no? Yeah, yeah. Or the year before. No, I think it was I think it was Goff's. I think it was, too. We got two more. Perry Stewart. Signed Brian Burns to a five-year deal that will give you room to spread out the cap it. Hell, yeah. That's kind of exactly what we're thinking. It's like, can you spread it out? You don't have to take it. You don't have to take twenty-five million in total in that first year. It's going to be too too expensive and too hard to overcome if you're going to try and pay some other players. And then also, Stat Pratford is my Super Bowl quarterback at Laugh Keiko Panarin. I think defense will depend mostly if Raheem leaves or stays. Yeah, so another another really good point that we. That's what I was in. saying last episode. I mean, that's kind of what we made the whole episode about. It's just it's. It, I thought for sure he was going to get the Carolina job, and then a minute before we started this episode, that was given away to somebody yep. from the Bucks. Yeah, so, Dave Canales. I guess Seattle is still an option as well. Uh, yeah, but I don't think they would. Well, I guess they would. No, that that would be some. That would absolutely be something. I think they are. They would do. They're they're definitely interviewing Raheem Morris. You saw Harbaugh go to uh, the Chargers last night, so he's not yep. going to Los Angeles. Or staying yeah. in Los Angeles, rather. I mean, the, if if the Chargers got Brandon Saley, who is the Rams defense defensive coordinator, and then immediately go get the other Rams defensive coordinator, you can't do that. No, no. Um, I think we got a fun little segment this week. We got next yeah. picks. Yeah, we got a little. We got NFC Championship next picks coming off of a five and a week. Let's do it. Five and zero. We're doing that one. Pretty impressed that you got all five of your picks correct. Was it the first time this season that you've been able it to happens do that? once a season, sometimes twice? It finally happens now in during the playoffs when the <laughs> when the stakes are high. So shout out to everybody who tailed. You're welcome. You know, call me the Rock in Moana, live action or animated. I'm both. Um, anyway, so we're moving on. Dean, I just want to kind of talk these games out for a second. So, so you have the Chiefs Ravens to start. And then it goes right into Lions, um, 49ers. 49ers, and it's it's the same day. I'm I'm kind of bummed. I I feel I feel like they used to be Saturday Sunday, but I guess that's never been the case. They they've both always been on Sunday. Um, obviously, the marquee matchup in our eyes is the Lions 49ers. Not only for Jared Goff, 
and Josh Reynolds, but also just to knock out the 49ers. So why don't we start there? Do you think the Lions have a legitimate shot in winning this game? Yeah, of course. Of course. I watched that Green Bay game. I saw, I mean, obviously wet environments. So Jordan Love and Brock Purdy both kind of taking some, some irrational shots. But like, I felt like that San Francisco was a little bit shaky, a little bit wobbly. Yeah. They're going to be hosting the Lions in their home stadium. I wish that game was in Detroit, but I think that that six and a half point spread is too much. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think it's a little crazy to, to be giving them that many points, especially when they've been putting up like at least like over 21 consistently in the last couple of weeks, which leads me to believe lions plus seven is absolutely going to be one of Nick's picks. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put that in. I'm also, I, I, I like this uh, same game parlay Montgomery, anytime touchdown score, throw in Christian McCafferty, anytime touchdown score. And then I like Goff over 1.5 throwing touchdowns. So that's, okay. that's, that's juice. That's that, that's that's juicy. That means right, the Lions have to score at least twenty-one points because Goff has to throw. I mean, I guess the Montgomery touchdown could be a pass, so it's possible. Let me see it. So I got Lions plus seven, same game parlay of Montgomery plus McCaffrey anytime touchdown scores. And then are you doing Jared Goff separately of that? I was gonna. Yeah, you know what? Let's make that separate because if it's all together, there's a chance of it just not. And what's your what's your Goff bet? Over one point five touchdowns. Point five touchdowns. Might have them both to Laporta. Yeah, maybe. Might get, one to, might get one to Williams. Might get one to St. Brown. How about one to Zach Ertz? Yeah, how about that? Weird. Good call. Yeah. Um, and then and then let's let's mosey on over to the earlier game. Chiefs Ravens. I don't even think I'll be able to watch this one. I have like some breakfast brunch that I'm, I'm invited to. I hope the person who's brunch I'm going to is listening to this because now it sounds like I really don't want to go. I really don't want to go, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for them. Um, I it, I don't know, Dean. Once again, I feel conflicted. Patrick Mahomes is an underdog, and why am I not taking him? If he's plus money at any point in the playoffs, why are you not taking him? I, I you know I've never seen Lamar win an AFC championship. I've only seen Mahomes play in AFC championships. That's it. my eyeballs tell me that I would be insane to bet against Patrick Mahomes, especially because I bet against them last week when the Bills hosted them in Buffalo. Huge mistake. Not doing it again. Yeah. Yeah, I I really see no reason to. I also, if you are the NFL, and there is a storyline you want to bring to the Super Bowl, for viewers, for audience alike, one of them absolutely. I'm going to say Mahomes Jared Goff. No, one of them I'm going to say is – Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey playing in the Super Bowl. And Taylor Swift being at the Super Bowl itself will bring a As lot a fan. of uh, yeah. yeah. Will bring a lot, a lot, a lot of different eyes to watch the Super Bowl this year. That's number one. And then number two, not as big of a deal, I don't think, but the Lions have continuously drawn in huge crowds to the um like to the actual of the viewership. Yeah, network viewership. Yeah. Yeah, network viewership. So I I mean I don't think it's scripted. I don't think there's any way it could be. There's just too many, too many people on the field, too many things going on. Um, maybe the refs can have an influence here or there, but it would be remarkable if it's Lions Chiefs. The first game of the season rematch, this time with Kelsey. Um, Lions first Super Bowl appearance ever, potentially first win. Like I also don't like it. If it's Lions Ravens, I think it's over. 
Like, I don't think the Lions can win that at all. I also no. think whoever comes out of the AFC is 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 just going to be the better team unless it's you have like magic. It's going to be great. The only thing that I'm legitimately rooting for is the 49ers to lose. And that goes in tandem with rooting for Jared Goff and the Lions. And then whatever happens after that is gravy. So all right. So so we have the Montgomery and McCafferty, we have Lions or uh, Lions plus seven, Goff over one point five, and then just Chiefs money line. That's it. Those are the picks. I I don't see a reason not to get uh, to uh, to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm giving no credit to Lamar and the MVP. And I'm sorry, but I just don't think that there's a there's a world where Patrick just loses this game. With yeah, uh, but then yeah. there's there's also the Jim Harbaugh world and the John Harbaugh world, and who's got it better than us? Nobody. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's got there's a brother thing going on, and the family thing with the Harbaughs, and some magic with Lamar in Baltimore. You know and who else has a brother thing going on? A huge brother, Jason and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode, I'm expecting you to do with a full can of Bud Light and no shirt. If if the Lions win. I will do that. <laughs> Deal. Deal. Thank you guys for listening. We love you guys. It is greatly appreciated that you guys spent some time with us. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you want to hear more, make sure that you ram it. I've been doing this for like six years, but like I was looking back at Les Need and his career with Wikipedia. He's been pro scouting was hired out of college in 94, 95 pro scout for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he's been in football and front office and professional scouting our entire lifetimes. We think we're doing the hard work. We're just doing six years of a podcast. It's all about Lesney. It's all about the Rams front office. And what is to come in 2024, I expect magic to happen, sparks to fly, and the Rams to be back in the NFC Championship next year. Absolutely. I agree. I also think that what we do versus what Les does is not even comparable. <laughs> but but we but you know what? I will say this. We have definitely shown growth in six years. We have become a better podcast where I'm sure Les <laughs> Dean's going, I don't know. Les also did the same. The continuous rise for, for Rams Brothers the Pod will will continue to grow. Check out underneath right here. If you're watching on YouTube, there's going to be there's merch and there's actually a new piece of merch. There's a, a cartoon versions of Dean and I that I drew myself. You can get on mugs, get on T-shirts. Um, I just ordered a sticker. Actually, I got a sticker. Did you? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna do a giveaway right now. Um, I'm gonna buy somebody a, a, a T-shirt of the cartoon versions of Dean and I. Um, you have to tweet at Dean. Uh, so Dean's going to have to send these to me. At Dean Vez. Uh, something relating to Nintendo. Don't care what it is. just has to be Nintendo-focused, so I'm bringing back an old classic. Um, and then you can get one of the shirts. And also, good job by you listening to the entire episode. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, like and subscribe. Appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. Go Rams. Talk to Go you Rams. soon.